Twitter handle at Religion of Woke, all one word. Oh, welcome to my podcast. This is my podcast. You are so welcome. I think this is the only uh, accent I can do anymore without the cultural appropriation. Alright, let's talk about the Italian people. But let's start by going way back. So there were some people in Europe. And uh, who were they? No one really knows. Uh, they didn't have written language. You know, this is a long time ago. But about 5,000 years ago, there was a, a group of people called the Yemnaya. And they moved into Europe and kind of spread their culture there. And uh, the Yemnaya, they kind of came from, well, a spot in between Turkey and Russia, which that spot today is called, I think, Armenia. And there's a couple cultures in Europe before the Yamnaya got there that I've heard of. Well, not that I've heard of. Anyways, one of them I've heard of, and that's the Basque culture. I think that's in Spain. So they're old school. And I guess I heard of the other one. It's the Etruscans, which is, I guess they lived in North, well, you know, what we call Northern Italy and the Alps. But like I say, I heard the word Etruscan. Uh, I want to say it was like for vases or something anyways that ain't right but anyway i go to i went to ebay let's see what kind of stuff you can buy when you search for the word etruscan and you get a bunch of like necklaces and earrings and they got a lot of beads beads and kind of like fancy filigree gold looking stuff so etruscan is now a kind of jewelry now it's making me think of etruscan raider but actually it's tuscan raider which was the sand people from star wars Another old school tribe in what is today Italy was the Sicils, which became the Sicilians. Well, so Italy is a peninsula and some islands. So what are the names of the oceans? Well, I guess they're not oceans. Anyways, surrounding Italy is the Adriatic Sea, which I heard of, and the Tyrrhenian Sea, which I never heard of. I guess it's the Mediterranean Sea, unless you want to get real specific. The Tyrrhenian Sea is the part that's kind of, whatever. It's a little chunk of the sea that's kind of enclosed by Italy and their islands. But in any case, I think, you know, 5,000 years ago to 3,000 years ago, the Mediterranean and the Adriatic were like, that was where it was at. You know, like people who had invented boats were uh, boating around like crazy. And uh, Italy was right in the middle of it. I'm sure some uh, fussing and fighting and sex went down big time. Makes me think of a quote from the movie Dazed and Confused. I only came here to do two things. Kick some ass and drink some beer. Looks like we're almost out of beer. So one of the places that... The Italians had some fussing and a feuding with was Greece. Basically, the southern part of Italy is about uh, parallel with Greece, which is on the, which is to the east of Italy, and it's kind of the whatever one of the big countries that's on the mainland near the peninsula of Italy. But anyways, so a lot of inter mingling happened with the people who lived in Greece and the people who lived in Italy, so they got a lot of the same DNA. 
So, whatever. I'm watching this video. It's a YouTube video. But anyways, it could probably come up later. But I want to talk about the countries that are around Italy. I'm just going to say top left. So stop, starting from the top left, these are the countries that are next to Italy. You got France. Then you got Switzerland. Then you got Austria. And you got a bunch of countries I'm not going to necessarily name, but Slovenia and Bosnia and Herzegovina. And that goes on for a while with a bunch of little countries. And then it ends with Greece. And, well, while I brought up Slovenia, I want to say I think maybe Slovenia has the hottest chicks on the entire planet. Donald Trump's wife was a Slovenian. And, you know, like... Slovenia, it doesn't sound like it's a real uh, advanced country, you know, it kind of sounds like it's going to be like Russian, like Hungary or Bosnia or something like that, but in fact they have very high incomes and they do very, very well. There's a girl on YouTube I watch sometimes called Barbara for U2C, which is like, you know, four is a letter, or sorry, number four, etc. Check her out if you want to see a hot chick sometime. But I watched her for years. And then she like goes camping and it's like, what the heck beautiful country is this? And it's, oh, it's Slovenia. And the reason why it's so beautiful to camp there is because they got the Alps. So that made me look up, where are the Alps? Well, it looks like basically the border, the northern border of Italy, where they meet France, Switzerland, Austria, Austria and Slovenia, that's where the Alps are. I guess they must have... Whatever. Couldn't fight over the top of the Alps. So that's how you divided your countries back then. And that makes me think of the Matterhorn. Um, so that's a mountain. Probably the most famous mountain in the Alps. But it's also a ride at Disneyland. It's like a super awesome one that has a Yeti or, you know, a abominable snowman as you go by in your roller coaster. I used to love that as a kid. And I'll just read from Wikipedia here. The Matterhorn is a mountain of the Alps, straddling the main watershed and border between Switzerland and Italy. And it's super cool looking, super tall. And it's surrounded by glaciers. I mean, it's tall, it's covered in snow, you know, glaciers. You know, basically, northern Italy is not the same as southern Italy. Northern Italy is like, let's go skiing. I think southern Italy is like, let's have a wet t-shirt contest. Alright, let's jump ahead a bit here. So somewhere around 800 BC to 400 BC, there was the Carthage, whatever. There's a city called Carthage, and they had a little empire. And Carthage is what the, is currently called Tunisia, which is a country in Africa. Basically, you go to the bottom of Italy, on the right you got Greece, and uh, when you go, you know, bottom left of Italy, uh, where you hit Africa, you got Tunisia. It makes me want to talk about Tunisia for a second. About five, ten years ago, there was something called the Arab Spring. You probably heard of it. And uh, it was a bunch of uh, Muslim countries where the people kind of had uprisings and wanted democracy. And the only country that ended up, ended up better off afterwards was Tunisia. So they're like, Maybe the best of the Arab countries in some ways. Or at least one of the better ones. I think Turkey's doing better. But anyways, there was the city of Carthage in what is now Tunisia. And they had an empire. But look out, another empire is coming. So somewhere around 200, 300 BC, this little tribe of Romans 
took over everything. And this brought uh, what is modern day Italy under the rule of one group. You know, and Rome ruled a few other places, mostly Tunisia and then the south of France. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I guess they ruled, you know, they ruled a lot of other places, but like that was where they really, whatever, that's where they hung out, not just ruled. So it was Italy, Tunisia, and the south of France. You got your Romans. And the other thing the Romans were doing was they were speaking Latin. So they had a good modern language to go with their uh, powerful empire. So eventually the Roman Empire went away and... Uh, of all the countries in Europe, Italy had like the most different kinds of people. Like, you know, other countries had all those, you know, I'm sure in Holland, right, they all had Dutch. But in Italy, they had a whole bunch of different kinds of people that didn't look the same, didn't uh, act the same, uh, didn't feel like they were the same. Maybe the most powerful group in Italy after the Romans left or whatever fell was the Venetians. So they came from the city of Venice. And they spread out as traders and really uh, controlled a lot of area. And they were doing that in the medieval period, which I think is like 1200s. 1200 AD or BCE. AD, after death. Especially if you're talking about Rome and Italy. Another group that was around uh, since the Romans, obviously, was the Catholic Church. And they had their Vatican in Rome. Sounds like the Vatican stuff started in about A.D. 64. All right. Fast forwarding to 1829. There's like 12 countries that make up what is now Italy. To name a few of them. You got the one that was ruled by Venice. You got the one that had the uh, Pope. And you got the part with Sicily. On the south end. With the wet t-shirt contests. And so while the European places are becoming real countries, I uh, might men mention the island of Corsica. It's a pretty big island there. Okay, we'll talk about Corsica in a second. But basically, Italy has three humongous islands near it, which are Sicily, Sardinia, and Corsica. And so the people who live in Corsica are Italians as far as like DNA goes. But Corsica is part of a France because of something-something. This video mentions a fun fact. Italians didn't get the tomato till 1500, so whatever. They didn't have all the stuff that we love today to eat. Well, I thought this was going to be more about the Italian people, but I guess it's more the history of Italy. Anyways, today there's a bunch of Italian-speaking people who live in Switzerland, so I guess when they drew that line, they chopped those people off into Switzerland. I guess people in Italy have had problems over the, you know, last couple hundred years. And so they've let, you know, some of them left Italy to lead better lives elsewhere. I mean, obviously you heard about Italians in America, tons of them. And they do great here, including that Jersey Shore stuff. And a bunch of them moved uh, into Europe, especially France. But another place they moved to is what's called the Southern Cone. I never heard of it. But I'm glad I did hear of it. So the southern cone is basically the bottom half of South America. So the Italians moved to basically the southern part of Brazil, Uruguay, Paraguay, Argentina, and some in Chile. So this kind of answers some 
questions that I've had because I forget what I was reading, but um, like Brazil, Brazil is not all the same. Like Northern Brazil is wet t-shirt contests and Southern Brazil is like, whatever, very respectable. Southern Brazil is the cold part of Brazil. And I guess I was reading some, I think it was about the crime rate. It's like the crime rate in the hot part of Brazil is through the fricking roof. If you go to the southern part of Brazil, it's whatever, who knows, probably as safe as America. In Argentina, they used to be like the fifth richest nation in the world, I think, around 1900. And Uruguay and Paraguay, like they win, one or both of them win World Cup championships, even though they're teeny, teeny little countries. Basically, it's a very special area that is very successful at least as far as, like, South America goes, or, you know, it blows away anything in Africa. For a while there, it blew away anything south of the border of America, but I think Mexico's doing good now. But, so I'm going to go out on a limb and say that uh, a bunch of Italians moved to the southern part of uh, South America and made those countries nice. I mean, they probably weren't nice to the people who were there before them, but it made those countries nice today. So, around the world, there's a 170 million people who are like full-blown Italian DNA or partial and uh, they're mostly Catholic or in America probably gave up their religion in the last generation or two well this video doesn't get into the difference between northern and southern Italians but I think I've heard enough about it to give a quick little summary here basically you go to the north of Italy you get more white you go to the south of Italy, you get more Sicilian, which is kind of, you know, the you know, if you imagine like someone from The Godfather, that's how the Sicilians look. Smoking hot chicks. And it's kind of like the north and the south in America, where the northern states are like real rich, and so they pay money to the federal government, and the southern states are real poor, so they get their money from the federal government. That's how it is in Italy, and I think, you know, in Italy, the north kind of wishes they didn't have to pay for the South. For instance, you know, think of a famous uh, Italian company like the car manufacturer Ferrari. Well, they're in a... whatever. They're in Northern Italy. And if you look up countries by how much money they make, Italy is number nine, I mean, which is high, very high. Just behind Brazil and just ahead of Canada, for example. So basically, like, northern Italians, they're not going to be that different from people from Switzerland and France. And then southern Italians, you know, they're going to be more like uh, Greeks and North Africans. So, looking at uh, Wikipedia article of racism in Italy, so I can finish this uh, podcast, because I'm an anti-woke podcast, so you got to find out what's going on with racism. So apparently Italy for the longest time, was like the least racist place on the planet. And they really prided themselves on that. And then after World War II, um, Southern Italy wasn't doing as good as Northern Italy. So they started moving north, and uh, Northern Italians were looking down on them and did not like that. But, more recently, they found a reason to all come together and love each other. Which is that a bunch of Africans have been moving in and now apparently they're the most racist country in western europe but I, mean, I don't blame them this is just how people are like you know 
you love people when they're far away from you, and then when you get to meet them, you don't like them. I think the Scandinavian countries are the least racist, but of course they're the farthest away from any other race. And I think Italy has a big problem with um, uh, whatever, refugees or economic migrants, whatever you want to call them. They moved to Italy, they got no job, and they sleep on the street of the big cities, and then people are like stepping over them, and they don't like it. Thanks for listening. Arrivederci!